Welcome, my friends, to my first conspiracy theory episode. I got a ton of feedback and ideas for these episodes, and I really enjoyed researching for this week's content. I think this will be a fun addition to my true crime episodes that air Wednesdays, and the conspiracy episodes will air Fridays. You are listening to the DIA Conspiracy Theories. located just outside of Denver, Colorado. Denver being capital of Colorado with population estimated at 682,545. This is the Mile High City, elevation 5,280 feet or one mile above sea level. Elevation isn't the only thing that will have you huffing and puffing in Denver. DIA was built to actually replace Denver's old airport, Stapleton International Airport. Stapleton Airport was plagued by numerous problems. Some included lack of space and runways too close together. So February 28, 1995, DIA opened its doors and runways to the general public. Over a year behind schedule and reported $2 million over budget. DIA is the largest airport in the country by area, a whopping 53 square miles. That's larger than the small little town I'm from. DIA has the longest public use runway available in the country, 16,000 feet or approximately three miles long. The first theory I'm going to jump in is the runway shape at DIA. The old Stapleton airport was parallel runways too close together for safe landing in bad weather, which in Colorado is 150 days out of the year, which cut number of arrivals an hour down from 80 to 36, which was a big reason why DIA was built and why the new runways are shaped very differently. Some say the new runways are curiously shaped and resemble a swastika, from air at least. If you don't know what a swastika is, it's an emblem of the German Nazi party. This could just be a planning fail, but in regards to everything else I'm about to tell you, this may strike you as very odd. Next theory is the markings. The airport floors bear a series of strange markings. Some say symbolize a new strain of hepatitis, which could be used in a biological warfare. I have a whole episode planned on biological warfare, AIDS, Ebola, and more. In reality, though, most of the floor symbols are taken from the Navajo language or periodic table of elements. The dedication marker is one marker that's hard to ignore. There is a dedication marker and capstone placed over a time capsule at DIA. 
This time capsule is set to be opened in 2094. This capsule supposedly holds a credit card, Colorado flag, DIA's opening day newspaper, along with other things. We may never know in our time. 2094 is 74 years from now. The marker also mentions the, quote, New World Airport Commission, which is an organization that doesn't exist. Or does it? This commission, however, takes credit for funding the entire new airport. Next up on our conspiracy theories are the tunnels and underground bunker. It's no secret that DIA is home to a number of tunnels, including a tram that goes between concourses and to a failed automated baggage system. Sounds normal, right? Well, there is something strange about this automated baggage system. First off, it cost a lot of money and it never actually worked. It failed tremendously when first tested and never got any better, which was supposedly one reason behind DIA's delayed opening. By 2005, most of the airport's concourses had completely abandoned it, making it a pricey failure. Was this a failure? Or was it an expensive, weird way to cover up the building of tunnels? Where do these tunnels go? Maybe an underground bunker? I've heard personally, this isn't something I read, that Trump has been transported to and from the airport through one of these underground tunnels. Some people believe DIA is headquarters to something far more sinister than just an airport. Like New World Order, or even our own American government. Something really strange to back up this theory is the buried buildings. As DIA was being built, five massive buildings were, somehow, built incorrectly. So instead of demolishing them, blowing them up, and removing the rubbish, the buildings were buried, and a construction worker supposedly blew the whistle on this as a very weird practice. Now this is one of my favorite theories of DIA. So DIA is known for a massive blue horse statue. With all conspiracies aside, we can't ignore how creepy the statue is in itself. The horse is called the Blue Mustang, but has earned a different name as Blucifer. Here's why. Blucifer has killed one man. Not just any man. Its own creator. The statue stands 32 feet tall, weighing 9,000 pounds, made from fiberglass, and has iconic glowing red eyes. Artist Luis Jimenez died in 2006 when one piece of the sculpture's head broke and fell, severing an artery in Luis's leg. So a huge blue killer horse with red eyes just adds to the entire eerie reputation of DIA. Let's talk about the Leo Tanguma's murals. We've all seen them. They take up a wide wall space in DIA's baggage claim. They are named, quote, Children of the World Dream of Peace and, quote, In Peace and Harmony with Nature. Which sounds like butterflies and roses, right? The actual content is horrifying. 
pictured are death-masked soldiers stalking children with guns, animals dead kept under glass, and the entire world looks to be destroyed. However, the narrative of Tanguma's murals end on a happy note. Here is a statement from the artist himself. I have children sleeping amid the debris of war, and this warmonger is killing the dove of peace. But the kids are dreaming of something better in the future, and their little dream goes behind the general and continues behind this group of people, and the kids are dreaming that peace will happen someday. See how the little dream becomes something really beautiful? That someday the nations of the world will abandon war and come together. I'll speak for myself here, but the last place I'd want to see war and destruction is in an airport. That wraps it up for the DIA conspiracy theories. If you have any additional theories about DIA, I'd love to hear them. You can follow me on Instagram at pocketfullofcrime. I upload photos from each weekly true crime case so you can put a face to the crime as well as photos of each conspiracy episode so you can judge for yourself if you believe these secretive theories. I'm also working on getting my Facebook page up and running for Pocket Full of Crime, so stay tuned to find me on there. As always, thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every single listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, give me a rating, and share with a friend. If you liked this episode, join me next Friday for the next episode in the Conspiracy Theories. Join me next Wednesday for the latest true crime episode. Until next time, stay weird, my friends. Oh, and one more thing. Hi, Mom. <laughs>